Today, on the Terrible Warriors, we wrap up the first leg of our journey through Simbaroom and conclude the Promised Land adventure in part five of our ongoing campaign. We're releasing these episodes week by week, so if you haven't listened to the first four parts, you should really go back, check them out, before venturing closer to the edges of the Dark Forest. This episode includes the final content from the Promised Land adventure that's included in the core rulebook of Simbaroom, so be advised, we're going to spoil the ending of this adventure today. Well, at least, our version of it. Of course, if you plan on running this game, then spoilers become inspiration, and you can't run the game without the core book, which is why we've partnered with Free League to give away a free copy of Simbaroom every month during this campaign. Visit TerribleWarriors.com or check the show notes for a link to the raffle where you can enter in for a code to your very own digital copy of the game. This campaign is made possible by listeners just like you, who've decided to support us through Patreon at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. Listeners like Mermuse, Velian Pandalev, Ken Lutz, Matthew Baumgartner, and Silverwolf316. Find out how you can become a supporter and receive advanced episodes of our campaign at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. And now, the moment we've all been dreading, Bellin is lost to us. He has become an abomination. Enemies become allies in a desperate fight that we were not prepared for. It's going to take every ounce of courage and a lot of luck to survive part five, Blightborn. The elves call this time in our history the twilight of winter. The end of time is coming. And soon, and unfortunately, sooner than we would like, Davakor may awaken. Throughout this world, and it wasn't always this way, is a corruption. A growing darkness festering everywhere, just out of reach and just out of sight. And should you become tainted, that corruption will grow and spread until you become blightborn. An abomination that cannot be saved, that wishes only to destroy and to feed. A darkness that will never slow down, will never back off, and will never stop until anything living is not. High above the Titans, on the path to Ambria, a new blight has been born tonight. The man known as Belen screams in pain as his body rips open, and a new form of exposed muscle and clawed bone fingers and a skull with thorned crowns sticking out of the top of its cranium now stands in the camp of our caravan. Ludo looking down at his friend. The elves seeing their quarry turn into the thing they were trying to prevent. The 
fire in the center of camp is even blowing out as this darkness is literally absorbing the light around. The entire camp has gone quiet. Everyone is staring as blood drains from their face. Many of them have never seen an abomination. Any that did hope they never would again. As Belen Blightborn grabs the pike that Alindra had stuck into its belly, pulls it out of its muscles, drops it to the ground, and lets out a blood-curdling, screeching, gnashing sound from the mouth that was once a human. Welcome back. We're going right back into it. No time for roleplay just now. The turn order is what it was before. But the enemies are now your allies, as elf and man must now face the darkness together. And Verit going under his breath, I fucking warned you. <laughs> You've got a big I told you so smirk on your face. <laughs> oh, yeah, like... <laughs> Yeah, hold, trying to hold it back. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) No one wins when Viard is right. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Yeah. We will start, for simplicity's sake, at the top of the round. The patron saint, standing in front of Belen, Blightborn. Well, he knows what to do. That thing's an abomination. Kill it with fire. So he's going to take a swing. <laughs> oh, at it. I read about this in church. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he might have died fighting abominations. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right. So he's going to take a swing. Accurate minus any modifiers? Uh, against the Blightborn, the modifier is plus two. This oh, thing wow. has no defense, it welcomes it into it. Yikes. That's horrifying. So it makes it easier to attack. Yeah. Oh boy, it's not good. I still missed. You still miss? <laughs> yeah. You had to roll a uh, fifteen. 15. I rolled seventeen. Oh well, you know, maybe the patron saint is a little freaked out and it's getting some war flashbacks to the Great War where it died. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 d- not again! I'm supposed to be looking after a kid from a vineyard. Yeah, like what is it? <laughs> uh, Alindra, this is uh, this is your jam. This is what you've got your friggin' uh, beast lore degree. built around. Yeah, your degree. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Preparing I was home taught, but it still counts. <laughs> <laughs> Alindra sees this, and for the first time ever, she's a little bit kind of excited, almost. She doesn't, like, she's terrified, but also this is, like, a little bit, like, wow. It's that sense that, like, a reporter doesn't like bad news. But mm-hmm. they also live for it. It's their job. Yeah. It's their bread and butter. And it's this this weird dichotomy of I don't want to go and report on war, but also that's my job. And so I kind of also live for it. Yes, that's very I mean, much. Also, like, um, with that adrenaline of like, art, yeah, or, or right? even like a, a first responder as yes. paramedics, firefighters. Or There's that feeling chaser. like they don't want to yes. run into a burning building, but they also like they that's, that's what thing. they're trained for. That's their thing. It's it's what. It, you just like dinosaurs. It's their vocation. Yeah, you just like dinosaurs. Bring them back. Yeah, tornadoes are cool. Yeah. So 
seeing this, Alindra's gonna grab the dagger on her thigh. I like to think that Bellin's body was like shed like a snake skin as well. There's like bits of Bellum all over the ground. Yeah. It's like sloughed off, landing Oof. in the fire, just like hissing, hits the fire, and the fire goes a little blue from like the yeah. chemicals of it. Yeah. Yep. too graphic. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> like, it's good. It's Content warning at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> and, and. Is the thing fa- the thing is facing um, Vaird? It's right? facing Vaird because Vaird pushed you out of the way, so it's yeah. looking down at you. And when it screeches out, all of this like sinewy spickle hits Vaird in the face. So, and then it licks its teeth—the teeth that are always with the very Hellraiser, like with the with the mouth pinned all the way back. Hot. Can Alindra flank it then if it's facing very Absolutely. Sort of uh, you okay. also have to pick up your pike. No, no, she's going to Oh, go you got your dagger. stiletto. Oh, that's right. Stiletto. You pull out your mother's stiletto, the one mm-hmm. that fought in the Great War. <laughs> so she's going to run and attack with her stiletto, trying to stab him in the back. Oh, a four. I did well. Hey. Yeah, that, that hits. Uh, so yeah. uh, roll a 1d6 plus one and a 1d4. Six, so that's seven plus my D four. Hey, wow! Eight, nine. Oh, nine. damn! So Alindra sort of assesses it for a moment and then sort of goes for the back of the neck because she's heard that uh, usually is a soft spot. Yeah, no, nah, Vera's leaving. Like you got this. Peace <laughs> out. Did I hit a pain threshold? Can do abominations have them? This abomination has such tough flesh mm-hmm. that you dealt two damage to it. So you didn't wow. get its pain threshold. It does have a pain threshold. Yeah. Yep. But you're going to have to deal some serious pain to this thing to get yeah. through it. The, the things in Simbarum I'm most terrified are the ones that are easy to hit. Guys, we're going to fucking die. That's okay. <laughs> You've got everyone else around you participating in this fight. Okay. Well, that's what Alinja does. Including Ludo, in. who picks up his axe. It's like, buddy? Buddy? You okay, buddy? And he just starts backing away, going, no, 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 no. And he wants to make a run for it. Poor Ludes. He just wants to survive. Vaird. What can we do against such hate? Kill it, bitch. Okay, fine. <laughs> Send it back to the realm. Yeah, I mean, he, he has his dagger out. and <laughs> What'd you roll? <laughs> your dagger oh. will deal 1d4 additional damage because you're allied with someone with this yeah. ADEP ability. So it is possible to get that damage threshold. Wow, I can't believe that many no. points of damage. Six, seven, eight. Yeah, nine. like, I, I only deal six damage, and it, what, it has armor seven, so it's just, like... Six plus four. You can deal a maximum of nine damage if you roll very no, good. No, I, I, I already rolled. I, I hit, and I, I got a total of six yeah. damage. Yeah, so yeah. I, like, just smack into it and just can't get through its flesh. Oh, God. I need to get my pike. <laughs> yeah. Get your bike! Oh boy. Well, that's it for uh, for my turn. That was uh, that was good. Good times. Good times. <laughs> good times uh...
this would be a victory on so many other creatures, and now it's just like, meow. Yeah. Uh, Saren Ree leaps onto the back of Belen Blightborn and begins sinking its claws into its back. And it's not doing a lot, but it is ripping flesh off of its shoulders as it's just clawing into the, this really, really tough muscle material. And it's just like, it's like, how gross do I want to get? Like a cheese string? <laughs> Great. Feeling <laughs> <laughs> it. Ugh. Ugh. Go dry. Leaps down from the caravan puts his bow into his back, unsheaths the sword, and takes what looks to be a vial and pours oil over the sword. And the sword now glints with the same kind of green, oily slick that the arrowhead had before, and charges towards the Blightborn. He passes by Verd and Elindra, so we're also going to be getting flanking bonus. There's now four of us on the Blightborn, so for anyone else to come in, you'll have to push someone out of the way and slashes down with the sword. And the sword doesn't seem to do a lot of damage, but whatever was slicked onto the sword gets into the wound and you see it starting to burn and sizzle into where the cut went. And it's going to deal damage over time. They were at least prepared for this. We weren't prepared? What? Never. <laughs> We've gone so prepared into every combat we faced. <laughs> oh my goodness. What? That's a lot of damage. Murder? Murder damage? It grabs Saren Ree, who's on its back. Oh no. Oh. Oh no, against Saren Ree? <laughs> and. Oh, not us. When Saren Ree's gone, it will be us, though. And it just, it's, so it's long claws that are like, it's fingernails that have turned into bone. It, what it does is it doesn't throw Serenry off so much as it just reaches up and impales its fingers into the bone, lifts it up into the air and throws it through the air. And as it does, you just see blood spilling out as the fingers just sliced into the bear. It hits into one of the caravans across the camp, hits the ground and goes still. Oh no. But has it turned back to an elf? It has not yet turned back into an elf. Okay. I am actually going to, as a free action, while while that's happening, uh, I'm going to inherit its wound. Oh. Are you sure? Well, I I only take up to D6. Like, it's not like I take the whole thing. So I can take some of its damage at least. Okay, well, you're going to take six. It's D6 points. So I roll for it to see... Yeah, he, oh, you roll yeah. to see how much you absorb. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but first, you have to roll against Mystic to, or Resolute to see if the power actually works. Oh, God. Yeah, and is there corruption when you take oh, yeah. Inherent Wound? Yeah. Uh, Alright. Succeeds. There's always corruption. Always. So, success. Uh, so, I take D6 of its damage. That's four. And then I have to take D4 temporary corruption because I'm only level one Theurg. Oh, boy. That's one. Oh, good. <laughs> one point. Yeah. Okay, so you take that much damage. The uh, That might be the only thing that's just kept Saren Ri alive. Yeah. That was worth doing. 
It is now Yander May's turn. He's going to take some more temporary corruption, let me tell you folks. Uh, <laughs> what is your corruption up to now? Uh, well, it resets at the end of the scene, right? Yeah, so, so you just, just took how much? One, so I'm at you one. You just took the one. Yeah. A quick question, sorry. So for your guys' corruption, it just it just disappears after our sessions? Temporary Scenes. corruption. There, temporary corruption mm-hmm. will, will, will disappear after a scene, mm-hmm. and then there's also permanent corruption that sticks with you. Right, okay, thank you. But permanent and temporary corruption both count towards a corruption threshold, which can create stigmas. Stigmas can be temporary if they're caused by the temporary corruptions. Once the scene ends, the stigma might go away. But if it goes too high, you can still break the circuit and still cause yourself to become a blightborn abomination, even with temporary corruption, if you overextend yourself in the the moment. Okay. Yep. Cool. Nice to do. Usually when you learn new magical abilities, that comes at the price of a permanent point in corruption. Unless you've got levels in that tradition, yeah. Unless you have unless you have levels or you have a particular person teaching you how. There's other ways that create permanent corruption. Permanent corruption sometimes also has occurred by certain rituals because of the amount of time that it requires of them. Yeah. Where temporary corruption like inherent wound or Prios's burning glass just exists to the end of the battle. And then once you have a moment to rest and catch your breath, the corruption will just evaporate from you. Speaking of Preos's burning glass, <laughs> mm-hmm. so he's holding out his holy symbol to catch the light of the fire, and then it gathers and reflects and shoots out at this. I, I like to think that Prios's burning glass is a sigil that was formed out of the bottom of one of your family's wine bottle bottles. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's something you kept from home, but no one else knows because it's all done up so intricate that like the green glass that the light shines through. It, no one actually knows it's from the wine bottle, right? <laughs> I've, I've filigreed it a little bit with some gold and yeah, you know, added yeah. some stuff. Um, yeah. So that's D eight of damage because it's an abomination. And then do I add the D four as well for? I'm gonna say yes because okay. this thing is so beef, beefy, and, and I don't want to spend a million years on this. Okay. Uh, don't uh, it, it, get at me on Twitter if I'm wrong with it. I'm just trying to keep the game flowing. Yeah, that's just <laughs> it's six points of damage. So. Oh, nice. And that's four points of temporary corruption. So I'm up to uh, six. You only dealt six points of damage yeah. total. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Oh my god. How many points of corruption did you just take? I took four, so I'm at five total, which is near my threshold. Yes, it is. Woof. Oh boy. Careful yeah. now. Yeah. Careful now. <laughs> we might have to look after him. <laughs> the your golden rays of sunlight peering through licking tongues of fire. If someone were to look at your shadow right now, there's an rays. overcast. The sun is going through an eclipse. Sun's going down. And the fire is very smoky. The fire is smoky. The red flame, it's turning red, not golden. And uh, and it's like you're going through a total solar eclipse over your body as everything's got that hard corona that's still casting light, but there's a shadow in the center, and it's like sunspots that are forming all over your shadow. Patron Saint doesn't have to worry about that. Nope. All right. Patron Saint is a a radiant embodiment of... Faith in awesomeness. Uh, Yeah, that's a six. That'll hit. Yes, it will. All right. D6 plus D4. Uh, Five. Elendra. Ah, oh, God. Uh, having observed everything happening. The stiletto is a really good object to keep using because it always has a guaranteed plus one on top of the die roll. 
yeah. because of its deep impact quality. Thank God I specialize in abominations. So that means you actually only have to roll six damage between your d6 and d4. You don't have to roll seven because you get the one counted towards automatically. Yeah, she's just going to, she's been going at this like double hands on Makes you wonder why your mother had a stiletto like this in the first place. Me too, I'm very curious. (laughs) I've been thinking about who your parents might be and how I can string things through. And I think it's going to be... I'm incredibly excited. I think we're going down a supernatural route of the family business. Oh, yeah. Where oh, you yeah. find out that Dean and Sam were not the first hunters and their father <laughs> wasn't even the first, that the Winchesters went back like in generations on their mother's side. Okay, we're doing it. Spoilers uh, if you haven't watched Supernatural, you only have 15 right? years to catch up. <laughs> it's too late. Like, yeah, you're behind. You're behind. Mm-hmm. Um, She's just going for another <laughs> in the back. Uh, yeah. While it's yeah. So you get your people. flanking bonus. You get the, the the plus two defense bonus. So you're rolling plus four with your accurate. Well, I roll a two. So huh. oh dang. Okay, give me a d6 and a d4 damage. And I already rolled those, and I got a d6 damage and one, plus one extra plus my one. So that's yes, eight yes, points yes, of damage. Yes, seven yes. points of damage. Nice. It actually seven, sunk in eight, damage. Eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. It yes. feels pain. How does it feel pain? It is darkness incarnate. Ludo's, I think he's just making a run for it. He's just breaking out the back of the caravan Six. barricades, and he's trying to climb over the <laughs> south side of the caravan, and he's trying to make a run for it out into the snow. Oh, boy. Vared's turn. Oh, God. Let's see if we can do this. Come on, Vardy boy. We need your help. We need you to be good, because we're not. <laughs> no, I, uh, I do not. I, I miss... Yeah, so he like slashes, and like maybe the blood after throwing the bear thing over gets in his eyes. Just, uh, just looking around. Oh yeah, I'm glad you saved um the bear guy because otherwise I was gonna run off and try and heal. Yep, that was a needed thing to do. Mm-hmm. Try not to make them say this. What are you doing, Baird? Oh, I I I, uh, I miss. Uh, oh, you miss. Yeah, so unfortunately, it's it's nothing. Not blaming you, just sad. Like <laughs> <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Go dry uh, stands where Saren Ree was, standing beside you, Elendra, uh, with its sword of poison, slashes again, and uh, this uh, creature just continues to like. Every time Godry's sword goes in, it, it seems like it's like acid mm. eating into its muscles and causing it to like split. And you can see bone underneath and smoke rising above, and the hissing, gnashing sounds coming from it. I, I like to think because of the teeth, uh, I can't make the sound because it would hurt my mouth. But its teeth are clattering really hard against each other. Like it's really unnerving. And it's just slashing its bony clawed fingers everywhere uh, and uh, right after Goldry, um the target which is biggest and closest and did the most damage during their previous turn uh, it ignores the risk of being hit by free attacks so it moves itself out of the range of both Verd, the patron saint and Elindra to move into uh, Godry's place and it's standing around and it's moving around to to grab Godry and toss it 
the same way it did with Sarah and Ree. So all three of you are going to get attack, free action attacks on it. Not that it'll do you much good. Yeah, I slash, but it doesn't get through wow. its armor. I missed with the patron saint again. This guy is not a patron saint of fighting. You're going to have to go to the church and talk about him. Yeah. yeah. There's a question. Keep in mind, when you get all your experience that you're about to get at the end of this, you can also give it to the patron saint. So That's right, yeah. he's gonna we, get can, we can make him nice beefy. and uh, beefy. Oh, I whiff hard. I got a 19. Okay, all three of you give up three attacks that I just handed to you. Yeah. And it then yeah, moves cold. in behind a Godry. I tried to help. We um, appreciate it. We're sorry. We're so bad. Godry has its sword out and tries to dodge out. It misses the first attack as it cuts into Godry's um, silk cuirass. And then the second attack cuts through the cuirass and slashes down, cutting it across his chest. If he gets hit one more time, Godry will be down. If he takes that much damage again. It hits past his pain threshold and he drops to one knee. Oh, if it hits past his pain threshold, I think he gets another attack. Well, I don't want to kill him in one round, so <laughs> this, this mindless <laughs> abomination is not going to do that. It's also player choice, right? So he could just go down. Like, we get to pick whether he gets another attack or if he... He takes a free action to grab one of the random mule riders, picks him up, and just rips his head off of his body and tosses his dead body... Mule rider, no! Over the, um, no! Over the caravan top. And he's just clearing through the crowd of, like, basically farmers and pitchforks that are all crowding around Bell and Blightborn. Oh, no. Go home, guys. <laughs> guys, I'm so sorry. Yandrame. Oh, boy. Well, I'm gonna go for it, guys. This is gonna probably put me over my corruption threshold. Oh, God. Don't turn into an abomination. <laughs> Can you imagine let's if do that's this. Goes. Well, first I have to succeed on my resolute test. So let's let's one step at a time. Here, let's just run into the woods with the elves. Which I do. Okay, good, good. So now I so he's still freeming with his god rays. Five? Are you kidding? All right, uh, five points of damage. It hurts. And only one point of temporary corruption. Oh, I'm there you go. Still not over my threshold. We're, we're okay. Six. You're doing good. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen a stronger team before. Yeah. <laughs> We've done we what? This. Patron Saint. Collectively. All right. Patron Saint. Still doesn't hit anything. Uh, oh, boy. Good We're luck. okay. This is okay. We're okay. Okay. I got to look up what the Sunstone does, I think. Mm. No. Bartolom, no. My friend, no. You have the Pyos's burning glass does flame damage, right? Uh, it doesn't specify that, but yeah, I assume so. If the Lord of the Stone has powers which produce fire, he can use the stone for amplifying his fire spells. A successful resolute effect is increased by one step. So, Pyos's burning glass deals how much damage? Uh, one d eight. So this would go from a one d eight to a one d ten. Uh, f- or with plus uh, 1d8 or with plus 1 if already 1d12 so it would go to a 1d10 damage oh if if Bartolom tossed you the sunstone and you activated it but it would deal corruption 1d4 if you did right oh in addition to the d4 that I'm also rolling for 
yeah, I wouldn't be able to rewind time. Oh, younger me. <laughs> oh, I'm still going to do or it. Or Bartolom can free the fire spirit. It'd be a resolute role and can give the fire spirit a command and the fire spirit would be able to turn the tide of this battle, absolutely. Do it. Do it. It's going to be badass. Do it. Yeah. If you die, it'll be glorious. Well, Bartolom could activate the corruption himself. Ain't he going to die and then? And crack it open. So while this fight is going, you're a bit of at a range, right, Yandrame? Yeah. Yeah, I'm at least... So Bartolom comes over to you and he pulls out the stone. Oh, oh, Bartolom, everyone told you one day you're going to have to use this stone to fight an abomination in the middle of a midnight snowstorm mountain pass, and who knew that they would come out to be eerily exactly like that? Look, this is how it works. If I activate this and absorb the corruption, I can release the fire spirit. Now, we were supposed to use this against snowstorms and not Blightborn, but uh, this seems like something that the magic uh, Ordo Magica would, would accept as, like... Uh, an authorized use of releasing a fire spirit trapped inside of a stone tablet from the days of Simbar, right? Right? Uh, look, if I don't if I don't survive this, uh, you pick up the stone and you'll be able to command it. Okay? Oh, very well. Good luck to us both. Do we, can, I guess, can Alindra even hear this? She's like, she's whiffing on the on the blight guy. Not Bartolom. My man, we were gonna go read books. Description's at zero. Uh, what is corruption threshold based off of? Half your resolute. Yeah. Half of your resolute? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Round his resolute is 15. Oh, wow. So half of his resolute is rounded up is eight. He'll yeah. be fine. He'll be fine. So he'll still have two points left after he uses this thing. Yeah, he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay. He pulls out the firestone and he rubs his hand over the sigil on it and, and it glows in his hand and it seems to be reflecting the light of the of the fire in it. <sighs> hey, fire spirit! <laughs> Time to wake up now. Could really use your help. Knock, 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 knock. I don't know how to activate this. Is this working? And he cracks it like an egg. <laughs> God. <laughs> and it's like a firecracker goes off. And it shoots up into the sky like a firework, like a flare. And then these wings burst out over the top. And you hear it just whisper, Attack the Blightborn! As as up his arms, like veins of corruption are moving up from where he was holding the stone. And he's holding onto it. It's like he's holding onto something that's like almost like shocking or electrocuting him. And he passes out. He'll be fine. But he passes out after giving the command and the flare from above comes down and you see this um, fey-looking writhed-in fire spirit tethered to the stone that it was trapped in that has been released. And it's going to join. It's going to join the party. Uh, it's gonna go um, right before Bellin's next turn. Actually, Fire spirit. Now you, the 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 sunstone has been destroyed by doing that. It was very much a break glass in case of emergency moment. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so unfortunately, I can no longer give it to you as a reward at the end of this battle. <laughs> okay, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> I think survival is a better uh, reward. Yeah. <laughs> Patron Saint's turn. All right. Don't whiff on me, buddy. Come on. on. God damn it. <laughs> Moving on. We're just gonna just gonna move on. <laughs> Elendra's turn. <laughs> what what happens? What happens? Okay. Let's not let's not just, just roll yeah. and forget about it. I like even when you miss the die, it's important to, I yeah. like forwarding uh, the story. So the patron saint is having a bad time. The fire that just came down from the sky, the uh, the abomination, I mean, this is a this is a spirit that is having a hard time making contact with pure corrupted darkness so what if the flail of light is attacking and it is hitting every time it does it's like it's reflecting off like a lensing effect where when he goes around it it's like he's literally like warped around this body and he can't seem to land anything and it's his it's pure light of the patron saint is actually making it completely ineffective Mm -hmm. against fighting a blightborn and so it's like this it's 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 almost getting weaker from this as it's unable to land any also it's more corporeal because this is so dangerous that this is the most it is physically manifest yeah you're almost seeing it's not like a like like a hologram anymore it's taking color and form and you're out starting to make out the features of this and it looks like an older you You're already dead. <laughs> yes, that's the that's the logical conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. That forwards the story in all these followers there. That's we don't awesome. know the name of this patron saint. We yeah. don't know anything about them, their origins, why they are bound to you when you called upon them. Uh, they've been watching out for you and keeping eye for you, and you've never really seen their face because they're always a little incorporeal and they're more of a, a wraith or a wisp. But this time you're now seeing the face and it just looks like there's a gray beard and like spider web wrinkles in the eyes and a resolute face. But the same blue or the same color eyes that you have, the same color hair that you have. It just looks like a 60 year old version of you. Amazing. Wow. That's kind of cool. My family might have been at this a while longer than I thought. <laughs> Elindra. Oh, <clears throat> you're the only one who's actually dealing damage to this thing out of the players. Yep. All yeah. the other damage has been dealt by NPCs, yeah. which is actually kind of hilarious because I really didn't have ever imagine this, but that's fine. That's <laughs> you're what, just poking it her. like you're. <laughs> and I'd like to remind everyone, I've only dealt three damage, so that's our full damage as a party so far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I saved one of the elves. Lot, it's only so got. I mean, three damage is a lot in Simbarum. Keep in mind, yeah. this massive motherfucker has 15 points of health. That's good. Right? It's just got a lot of armor. Mm. Now, um, a quick question. So We're past I, the halfway point with I, their health, and the fire spirit is going to help. mop up. Sweet. <laughs> so I saw Gord... What is their name? Gordchik? Gordry? Gordry. Gordry. I saw Gordry go down. But Godry's they're still, still in it, and they're going to throw themselves into it. They're going to throw their life on the line here, but yeah, they take one more hit like that, they're done. Okay. Uh, like they're bleeding. Like those were deep wounds across their chest. Elendra decides this is not the moment to try and offer healing and instead decides to throw herself at the creature for another one of those. Ah, 
anime moment. Tears coming yeah. out of your eyes. Oh, oh, I got so lucky, guys. So I rolled a six, so I hit. Nice. I rolled my damage is a four plus one, five, and then I rolled three on my d4. Six, Ooh. seven, eight. So eight damage. So eight damage again. We're at Excellent. four. If we, we're just, doing it. We're yeah. getting there. We're chipping away. We're chipping it. Dared. I'm just sweating profusely. Oh, this is more action than she's yeah. ever had. Yeah, you're way in over your head. <laughs> These kids are holding their own, though. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. I mean, it's it's their fault. So. I'm, I'm, uh. <laughs> what are you doing about Ludo? Ludo is almost out of the uh. caravan. He's out of the enclosure. Oh crap, Ludo! Do you want to deal him with like you dealt with Keller when no one's looking? <laughs> <laughs> Just go for the headshot, bitch. <laughs> Take him down. Uh... <laughs> you're, you're so broken about it. <laughs> well, like, I, I need to protect these kids, so I can't... I can't just leave and deal with You're that. overextending yourself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I hope that the winter will take him. It's not like he can survive <laughs> out here uh, without food or supplies. Uh, hopefully, nature will just kill him. Uh, <laughs> also, highly likely. Yeah. Or he becomes an abomination ro roaming these woods. No, that's horrible. Uh, no, mm. that's, oh, God. Um, <laughs> but the elves would probably take care of him then. If there's any alive. Uh, all right yeah he's gonna go for uh a, a slash um unfortunately he doesn't deal enough damage so like he uh yeah you're relying on alindra's beast lore in order to get enough damage dealt mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah it's just it's uh, my my rolls are bad like he he like slams his knife against like the knee of this thing and it just kind of like cracks his blade mm -hmm. Thank God I took Abomination because I could have yeah. taken like, mo like wolf or yeah. beasts, and then yeah. where would we be? Yeah, <laughs> fucked. You'd be dying in this episode. Very dead. Yeah, super dead. Oh. The fire spirit has now descended down into the battlefield, and it has a long reach attack called Burning Embrace. It deals two attacks against the same target. And it deals nine damage. Wow. Each attack. Oh, hey. Nice. So that's uh, two. That's four points against its armor. And it's burning. So as it comes down, it reaches its wings. Because I like to think that this thing is probably like a phoenix-looking spirit. Like it's a big bird. And as it's lowering itself down from the sky, its wings just begin to reach out. Its feathers stretch out. And it just begins to wrap itself around Bellum Blightborn. And it just begins to burn it and just cooks it. And you can smell it sizzling and cutting through its tough muscular armor as it just begins to brown and boil and it's interacting with the acid from Godrai's blade and this energy and the energy continues to pulse out of the sunstone that Bartom uh, 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 Bartolom was holding Bartolom is passive, he's unconscious on the ground now and um, uh, and the fire spirit just continues to just pulse heat and fire and it's just cooking this this thing um, but the energy from the sunstone, it's like, it's only got so much before it's going to be released and the fire spirit will be truly free and we will probably be indifferent to what is happening around us here right now. But it's almost down for the count. Go dry. 
picks up its poisoned blade and plunges it up into Bellum. Bellum gets one last turn. The fire spirit is too strong. It's too intangible and too far away. So it grabs the sword that was just plunged in by Godrai, pulls the sword into it even further, and then grabs Godrai by the neck and just twists his head. Yandermay's turn. Yandermay's still holding out that holy symbol. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. So he- yeah, you sure you don't want to inherit wound? Oh, on him? Of on uh, Godrai getting his <laughs> neck twisted off? I already did that on one of the other elves, and he hasn't yeah, done anything yeah, since. Done. Yeah, That's Sarah okay. and Rick can thank you later. Yeah. Um, so he's going to do that. He's going to roll his damage on this, hopefully doing something attack. Uh, oh, it's a six again. Damn it. And D4 corruption. Another two. So he's over his threshold. So And you're adding the one D4, just quick question. Yeah, I did add the D4. Okay. That was six with an I rolled. So that means you're picking up a stigma. Uh yeah. So as he is holding out his holy symbol, uh where he's holding it, the veins in his hand start to go black coming out of the holy symbol. And where those veins are, little wounds start to appear on his hand as he screams with the corruption that is slowly... Yeah, yeah. It, the, the, the arm is pulsing. It's a very much Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's I like the arms right. are like pulsing and boiling and then turning black along the veins and it's moving further and further up the arm. And if it gets to the brain, you're I'm done. done, yeah. Right? And so it's moving up your arm. Your whole arm is like a little bit like also like uh, Hulk and the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. A little bit, right? <laughs> so, um, man, patron saint... You need to get your shit together. Yeah, come on, buddy. Oh, I finally hit something. Okay. Hey. Yeah, that's a nine. All right. So D6 plus The flail of night, 1D4, 1D6. Seven damage. (gasps) Patron saint? They had one point of damage left. Oh, yeah. Patty, you did it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, buddy. So the patron saint... And all the fire, right? The fire of Prios, right? The fire spirit. The night became day as the flame spirit came down. And the combined power of the flame spirit, your burning glass, you're like, ah! And then this man who looks just like you moves in the patron saint with its flaming, with its flail of light. And the flail of light catches the flame from the flame spirit. And it's catches fire as well and for a brief moment even the patron saint is on fire and it comes down and it plunges itself into Bell and Blightborn and finally everything just begins to boil and heat and it hits like a boiling point and Bell and Blightborn just explodes and it just splashing blood and bits all over the caravan it hits the fire the campfire goes out the flame spirit extinguishes in the shockwave everyone's knocked back uh parts of the caravan blow apart the snow is blown away or melted away from the explosion everyone's landing on the ground and argosto gets up is everyone okay is godry okay i think the elves had it but otherwise i'm yeah. all right 
Virtue, uh, mm. uh, Verdes is uh, rolling over, running to his crossbow and giving chase to the uh, other one. Yeah. To Ludo? Now that he has some time. Ludo's had two turns to run away since yeah, then. Yeah, he'll just... So there's just footprints in the snow going off into the darkness. Yeah, he'll, he'll be tracking him for the night. With Godry dead, the turn weather ritual extinguished and stars begin to form in the sky. Oh, yeah. And Godry is dead. Absolutely. I said one more attack and that'll be it for him. Um, the sky clears up. The stars shine through. The, 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 the wind blows the snow that was in the air away and everything gets clear. But you see the, the, the footpath... The footsteps of Ludo running off into the distance. Saren Re, the wounded Beamon, gets up, sniffs at Godry, gives like this whimpering sound, smells the air though, and sees Verd running after Ludo, sees that Ludo has made a run for it, and hops over the caravan and runs after the footprints in the snow. Telk? Gets back up. Lestra sees Telk with the with the arrow. Uh, starts administering like first aid to the wound. Gets some salves onto it. Starts putting bandages around the arrowhead uh, before removing it because you never just pull an arrow out of a wound like in the movies. That's really bad. And um, Lestra begins to tend to the survivors in the camp um, and and looking after the wounds as uh, Argosto is looking around and taking stock of the damage and seeing where everyone is. Helendra is going to crawl over to Godry's body. I assume they fell near each other. And she's going to start sort of like arranging them for a burial. And depending on how long before anything happens, if you go away to Ludo, she's going to start digging a grave for Godry. Okay. Verd, are you following after Saranri? So we won't play it out well, as you're going down the uh, the path and you go around the corner and you're into the dark you, you can see the light from the caravan behind you the footpath going in front the star and moonlight are kind of shining your way now as it's not pitch black under the clouds and you hear uh, a cry of Ludo off in the distance and then you hear a silence so follow the footsteps you find, you get to a clearing where you see a scuffle, blood on the ground, and what looks like heavy drag marks moving off beyond a cliff face. When you get to the edge and you look down, it just goes off into darkness, into the night, off the edge of the Titans. The blood, the scuffle. And there's nothing to be seen off in the distance. If there's bodies at the bottom, they're thousands of feet down. Yeah. It looks like a job well done. He'll turn around, comforted in the knowledge that this was taken care of, and return to the camp. The snowfall ends, and the world returns to a peaceful quiet. Oh, Bartolom is down. Oh yeah, Bartolom uh, is tended by yourself and by Lestra. Okay. Brought to a tent, rides on a caravan. He wakes up the next day. Did we do it? <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, I broke it. He looks down at the at the artifact. The sunstone is now broken in half. Oh, they always told me, Bartolom, one day you're going to take an ancient Simbarian artifact. You're going to break it in half, saving a caravan for the Nightborn. And then you're going to have to explain to your uh, professors. He just put, uh, Yandrame just puts his hand on it, on like, just does the, like, <laughs> lad. There's going to be so much paperwork. Well. And he goes back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bartolom. <laughs> Poor guy. It takes two more days of struggle, and the caravan makes it across the snowy plateau. Up to the last pass, the passengers get a fantastic view of the landscape that stretches out before them. Below in the distance lays Yandaros, the grand capital city of Ambria, towering over a farmland covered in swaying fields and pierced by glittering rivers. Here and there are patches of forest, burning in yellow and red, the patches become more frequent and grow bigger and bigger the further the gaze wanders north. And somewhere, far away, the trees gain mastery over the lowland, trees that together make out the dark and mythic forest of Davokar. It is probably only your knowledge of its existence that makes you imagine seeing the red flame of Thistlehold's beacon located at the forest edge. Or Carvosti, the plateau ruled by witches and barbarian warriors, which cannot be seen as it lies deep in the woods. The same goes for the haunted ruins of old Simbarun, and that is likely for the best, since the ruins are said to be monstrously beautiful, almost hypnotic in their overgrown splendor. Argasto interrupts your daydreams with a high-pitched order to mount up. As soon as the cookware has been stowed away, the break is over and the caravan resumes its journey towards Yandaros. The wagons sway on bumpy routes, with animals in front and exhausted travelers holding ropes tied to the wagons behind. Weary faces are gleaming with sweat in the chilly mountain air. Steamy clouds fume from mouths and muzzles alike. But despite fatigue and cold, the eyes of the travelers shine brightly as the pinnacles of the Queen's Palace, the Promised Land, is waiting for them to arrive. We win. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's a win. You won, everybody. You didn't get either of the two hidden artifacts that were available to be added to your roster. One of them remains over the neck of Mal Rogan, uh, the amulet he was clutching. And the other was the sunstone, which you had to destroy in order to stop the blight. But you did solve, question mark, the mystery of the blightborn that big mystery there you got to learn the iron pact and how far they're willing to go to stop far. the corruption in this world but Very seems reasonable far. when you and, think of how much yeah. harder they're to kill once they're an abomination i loved the debate you all had about what to do with Bellin and ludo i thought that played out really wonderfully lestra without either ludo or bellum to learn from at this point breaks away from the caravan and continues along the Titan mountains to the monastery of the Twilight Friars. Uh, Bartolom will continue to Yandaros to meet up with their chapter head to report on the soil samples they bought from old El <laughs> and explain to them why their priceless artifact of the Sunstone had to be destroyed. Usually fighting an abomination tends to be a good enough excuse during the investigations. Mm-hmm. Argosto has probably, this is his last journey over the mountains. He's not going back. There's no one to bring over. The refugees are all but finished now. Telk 
will continue bringing his caravan back and forth. He doesn't know what else he would do. And he's got to go back and find Keller's body. Return it to the oh, return it to the thieves. <laughs> and as for the three of you, well, we'll find out what happens next time. I what we're going to do is that what we just played was the built-in tutorial mission. It's at the end of the core book, but we are going to start in the next episode, the first chapter in the Throne of Thorns Chronicle. This is a part where I'm going to be putting spoiler alerts for those about it. Now, spoiler alerts come with a big asterisk because even with us, every time you play through this chronicle, you're going to have a different experience because it's very, very, very open-ended. And I understand that if you're listening to this, you're probably going to be the one who ends up running the game anyways. So the spoilers aren't going to be as much spoilery anyways because you're going to need to read the spoils before you end up playing and running the game yourself. So I hope that you will take this as an opportunity to treat it as a teaser of what your game that you will run would be like. And I hope that the spoiler alert at the beginning won't ward you away from listening. It's going to be a lot of fun. And with that said, I don't even think we'll reach the end of the wrath or the warden's wrath, wrath of the warden. Uh, But we'll try and get as far as we can and likely end on a very unsatisfying cliffhanger, just like a Netflix show that got canceled (laughs) in the first season. (laughs) Uh, But when we meet up with our crew, we're going to skip ahead a few months because Wrath of the Warden asks that you have more experience than we currently have. It's not going to be a beginner mission. So we're going to spend a little bit of time between this episode and the next episode adding our characters up, adding some more experience, giving them some backstory, figuring out why they are now in Thistlehold, why they're still together. Ver doesn't want anything to do with them. Why is he still with these two kids? Uh, What's going on? We will keep recording that conversation. It'll only be about 20 minutes, I think. And I'll throw it up on our Patreon page. So if you want to hear that behind-the-scenes meta talk, uh, it'll be available for you to listen to. But I don't think it'll matter much towards the story. Only that you need to know that in the next episode, we are going to jump. So treat the Promised Land bit that we just played as like the cold open in the TV show. And right when they reach the top of the mountain, the camera pans up and Simbaroom's title card comes across the screen. And then it just says, two months pass. And we're now in the square of Thistlehold. And our two kids, Iandrome and Alendra, are going to be a little bit more weather-worn by the time we meet them, a little bit more battle-hardened. And Verd is going to be a little more tired, (laughs) (laughs) ready to get to the end. Buddy. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll return to Simbarum, but in the next one we will begin the Throne of Thorns Chronicle. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The Terrible Warriors return every Tuesday with new episodes playing Simbaroom. If you'd like to know how else this story could have ended, there were a few different paths that they could have taken. The best way to find out is to read it yourself in the Simbaroom Core rulebook, and we can help you with that. We're offering one lucky listener each month a free copy of Simbaroom. For more information, check the show notes or visit terriblewarriors.com. To learn more about Simbaroom, visit freeleaguepublishing.com. 
And if you like what we're doing and you want us to do more, we exist only thanks to continued supporters from our Patreon page at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. By becoming a supporter this season, you'll receive a special role on our Discord server. And for $5 a month, you will also receive each episode in our campaign one week before everybody else. For $15 a month, you'll still get those early episodes. You'll still get the Discord server role. You'll also be invited to join in our private game that I host every month for our terribly important Patreons, The Tip Club a virtual game that I run for you. There's still time and space at our table to join up. So check that out if you'd like to join in and if you'd like me to be your GM, I'd love for you to be my player. Your terrible warriors today have been Mitch Wallace, Sean Horbachuk, Ainsley Moores, and me, Justin Eacock. Editing and production is also by myself. Music is licensed to Reptemic Sound. Next week on The Terrible Warriors, we leave the Titan Mountains behind. We skip ahead few months and we meet back up with our characters inside the walls of Thistlehold on the edges of the Davakar forest. Little do they know that darkness has been brewing there for weeks and soon the alarm bells will ring and they will be the only ones who know all the pieces of the puzzle to put it together. Will they be able to warn everyone before it's too late? Or will they suffer from the wrath of the warden? Mm-hmm.